0: Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show.
2: Hello, and welcome to the New Heights Show on education. As always, I am your host, Erica Hansen. Today, we'll be talking about measles. This is part of my series on viruses versus bacteria, the differences, what they each do, and um, how they each spread. If you're interested in the other um, topics in this series, please check out the NHEG website. There is a um, archive of all of the back episodes of this show including the miniseries I'm doing now. So let's go ahead and get right into it. What is is <clears throat> what? What is measles? Now, pretty much when I say measles, I'm sure everybody has a good idea of what I mean. It's a disease that you get in childhood. Um, you know, there's, you have spots and it's a rash and there's a fever involved and that's all true but there it's a little more in-depth than that actually um measles is much more than its typical symptoms that i guess make it famous is what i'll say and i'd like to talk about it and explore you know what it is and how we're controlling it and what it looks like right now, um, specifically the United States, because I'm here. <laughs> so that's my familiarity. Um, but of course, if any of my listeners has more information, possibly from their countries, I definitely invite you to email me, um, at org. I'd love to hear from you so let's get started so what is measles so measles is an infection it is caused by a virus typically it's a disease that occurs in childhood although measles is easily controlled through vaccination um, for example there hasn't been a measles outbreak in the united states in over a decade However, even though a vaccine is is present, uh, we have a vaccine, it has not been eradicated as a disease. So, for example, smallpox, my last week's show on smallpox, I told you guys, you know, smallpox has pretty much been eradicated. This is not the case with measles. It's still around. Um, It's still functioning um, around the world. Um, We just have... The vaccine for it, and that really controls the spread. Um, It still can kill very young children under the age of five, um, but so far in the year 2020, the CDC has confirmed only seven cases of measles within the United States. And this statistic was posted on October 15th of 2020, which means that it's pretty pretty recent, uh, pretty accurate. So what are the signs and symptoms of measles? So symptoms usually start within 10 to 14 days of the actual initial spo- exposure to the virus. Um, this is called, again, the incubation period. I mentioned it before in, in my um, episodes on other diseases and other viruses. Um. The so that occurs within 10 to 14 days of contracting the virus. Uh, <clears throat> so there is a period of time where you could have the measles virus and not know it. Um, within 10 to 14 days, however, you may see um, a fever, dry cough, a runny nose, and inflamed eyes, which is typically called conjunctivitis. Um at some point, tiny white spots with bluish-white centers on a red background are found inside of the mouth and the inner lining of the cheek. Um, this is called um, coplex spots. Um, <clears throat> so right after this about 10 to 14-day period, you'll start seeing symptoms like this. Um, so again, and this includes the most familiar symptom, um, skin rash made up of large flat blotches that flow into one another. It's interesting because as a side note to this, um, I thought the measles rash would look like chicken pox. It doesn't. Um, I'll pop a couple links in the show notes. You'll get to see pictures of what the measles rash looks like. It's actually um, not very similar. And it's it's interesting to note the difference. So like many illnesses, measles can be tracked through a series of stages. Um, stage, stage one is exposure and incubation. This is what we just talked about. Um, the 10 to 14 day periods, the virus incubates in the system. Um, there are no symptoms at this time. Um, Phase two: non-specific signs and symptoms. This is your fever, your cough, your runny nose—kind of, kind of things that you would see in something like a cold. Um, these symptoms um, often show up in other um, other conditions, so they are Their general symptoms they are not specific to measles, although in this case, measles is causing it. Um, so, again, the first symptoms are usually cough, runny nose, inflamed eyes. Um, this stage is considered relatively mild and may, may last two to three days. Stage three, acute illness and rash. Um, this, ra- this is when the rash comes in. Um, this rash cons- consists of tiny raised bumps and spots on the skin, which join together to form the blotchy look that I I just talked about. The face is the first area to break out in this rash. Over the next few days, the rash will spread over the entire body, ending at the feet. Um, Fever spikes considerably and and can often reach 104 to 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Eventually, the rash recedes, starting at the face and working its way back down to the feet. <clears throat> stage four the the communicable period so eight days starting four days before the rash appears and ending four days into the appearance of the rash so basically you can be contagious to another person even before you see a measles rash um this note specifically four days before you even see the beginning of the rash you are contagious um, with the measles virus, and also the duration of um, the re- re- the duration of, during the duration of the um, rash, you continue to be contagious to others. <clears throat> In a moment, uh, we'll talk about how the virus spreads, uh, but first, I'd like to take a break and um, hear a little bit about what. NHEG has to to offer. I'll see you on the other side of the break.
0: Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more... Please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals.
2: Welcome back to the New Heights Show on education. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am your host, Erica Hanson. So today's episode is focusing on measles. Um, if you missed the first two segments or the first segment of this show, please be advised it will be posted to the... Um, new heights show um, the new heights show on education website which is on um, new heights uh, blech, newheightseducation.org the main website for new heights educational group um, so continuing let's talk about how the virus spreads um, measles is highly contagious as i mentioned the virus starts in the mouth nose and throat when an infection per Infected person coughs, sneezes, or speaks. Droplets containing virus are released into the air and they land on surfaces. Um, I note that the virus can survive on surfaces for several hours. Infection occurs when others touch the infected surface or breathe in, you know, droplets from the air and they rub their eyes, nose, or mouth. About 90% of people exposed to the virus will become infected um this is 90 percent if if the population were not vaccinated so again very 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 contagious um if you are not like i said part of a vaccinated pop- population or are not vaccinated yourself it's likely that you could contract measles from an infected person um, just because of the astonishingly high transmission rate. It's really unreal. So what are the risk factors of becoming uh, infected with measles? So the first one, of course, and I mentioned this um, just a minute ago, not being vaccinated. Um, You're much more likely to contract the disease if you haven't been vaccinated. Now, most children in the United States are vaccinated um, as children. It's actually required to attend school in some areas. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk about how what the vac- how the vaccinations occur and how they differ from being vaccinated as a child versus being uh, vaccinated as an adult in just a minute here. Um, but again, um, vaccinations. If you are not vaccinated, you are at much higher risk of contracting um, measles. So, also traveling to a developing country. So, measles is more common in developing countries. Thus, you can um, the risk of your infection goes up if you do have to travel to those areas. Um, again, some some countries might not have measles as under control as um, more developed countries in Europe and the United States and North America may have. Um, So a a person traveling there is more likely uh, to contract the disease again if they're not vaccinated. A vitamin A deficiency, this one surprised me, so, if you lack vitamin A, you are more likely to have severe symptoms and complications if you can't, if you contract measles. So, interestingly enough, um, if you don't have enough, enough vitamin A in your system, um, your when you, if and when you do catch measles, the symptoms can be severe, and you're at risk for some other complications. Again, which I'll talk talk about in just a minute here. Let's go ahead and take a small break and listen to some words from our sponsor, Silicon Valley High School. I'll see you at the other side of the break and we will talk about those complications that I just mentioned.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing video-based self-paced teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co.
2: Welcome back to the show. So last segment, I was talking about the spread and the risk factors for measles, here are some complications that may happen due to a person becoming infected with measles. <clears throat> Again, these um, complications are not directly related to the virus in the sense that the virus directly causes these things to happen. This these things may happen as a result of the virus infecting the body. Um, ear infections, which again, I, I wouldn't have expected an ear infection to be one of the complications, but apparently it is. It is actually the most common complication in a, it is an bacterial ear infection. So you have the virus and that allows bacteria to start forming, and it can cause an air, air infection. So not only do you now have a virus, you also have bacteria going on in your system. <clears throat> Another complication um, are, is bronchitis, laryngitis, or croup. This has to do with because, um, inflammation of the throat or the larynx um, when you have measles, um, It may also affect the bronchial tubes, which um, are these small spidery tubes that um, spread throughout your lungs to bring air into your lungs. Um, If you you look at an MRI or an X-ray, you'll be able to see that sort of thing if it's detailed enough, but there are little tubes that are all throughout the lungs that helps a person take in air um, and that becomes congested and inflamed. Um, pneumonia. So this is common uh, this is another common complication of measles. People who have a compromised immune system are especially at risk and could die from pneumonia. Again, this isn't caused directly by the measles. It's caused because <clears throat> you're already having trouble breathing. Um, due to the inflammation in your lungs and your throat. So um, pneumonia may become a factor, and it is possible to die from pneumonia. Um, Encephalitis. So this is another one that I was not aware um, of as a side effect of measles. Um, um, Encephalitis is an infection in the brain. Um, Approximately one in 1,000 people will suffer from encephalitis. It may show up immediately after the disease or months later. So that is a risk. It's it's not a very high risk, but it is there. So it is considered a complication to measles. Um, I may actually go further into encephalitis in and of itself in a later episode. Um, because that also is another interesting um, condition to talk about. Um, And the last one we have here is pregnancy complications. So those that are pregnant, they take care to really protect themselves against the chance of getting measles um, because quite a lot of things can happen while you're pregnant if you happen to contract measles. Um, if, if you do become um, infected with measles and are pregnant, um, you are at risk of having a preterm labor, which means that the uh, baby actually comes earlier than its due date, uh, projected due date. Um, the baby will have a low birth rate of the child so a low birth um, and, and or the death of the mother. So again, you um, you can die yourself if you are infected with measles and um, and are pregnant. So I'm gonna take another short break just another quick one and we'll talk about prevention and the vaccine and what's what's you know going on with that
1: hello listeners if you're enjoying the new heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization please visit www.newheightseducation.org And while you're there, check out our online store at new-heights-educational-group.myshopify.com.
2: Welcome back to the New Heights Show on education. Today's topic is the measles. If you'd like to hear more about this topic and are just joining us, please be advised. Um, we will be uploading this um, show to the NHEG website where you can hear the whole episode from the beginning if you miss something. So let's talk about measles prevention. Luckily, we do have a vaccine for the measles. Um, it's been around for quite a while now. Um, the CDC does recommend that all children and adults are vaccinated for measles. Um, Usually people do get vaccinated as children. I was. um, If you were born, you know, after a certain year, it's likely that you're automatically vaccinated at a certain age. Um, So when you vaccinate a child, two doses of the vaccine are given to children. The first dose is given at 12 to 14 months and the second is at four to six years. If you are traveling with your child between the um, age of six to 11 months old, go ahead and talk to your doctor about getting the vaccine earlier, um, just to make sure your child is safe. So if if for some reason you're not given the vaccine as a child, you can get get the vaccine as a teenager, Teenagers can receive the two doses four weeks apart rather than the actual space of years as an adult. And if you aren't um, vaccinated, so you may need a measles vaccine as an adult. If you're going to college, working in a medical facility or traveling abroad and cannot provide proof of immunity, which is usually medical records from your main provider or from proof or from a lab. So as a side note here, I'm familiar with this. I started working um, at a doctor's office in 2001. I couldn't actually provide records um, on my vaccinations as a child because they were lost. Um, so I did have to get the um, vaccine again. It is one shot for an adult. It's actually packed in with two other vaccines. It's called the MMR shot that stands for measles, mumps, and rubella. So this vaccine takes care of all three. Um, and yeah, I I had to get revaccinated just in case I didn't have, you know, the immunity. Um, it was, you know, I mean, a typical injection your arm sore after it's painful, but ultimately you get over it. So if you're an adult and are kind of eh, wishy-washy about getting the vaccine, if you don't have it yet, go ahead and do it. It's, you know, it, it vaccinates you for life. You are protected for life. Once you have the vaccine, it's worth getting So there's another factor. Um, You must also have proof of immunity, um, which includes um, the vaccination or previous exposure to measles if you were born in 1957 or later. If you received the two doses of the vaccine as a child and can provide proof you don't need to have a booster shot. Um, again, the CDC cons- considers you protected for life once you have the uh, vaccine. Very occasionally, and when I say occasionally, this means three in 100 people um, who have received the full vaccination may still get measles. The CDC is uncertain as to why this happens. Um, the only idea is that the um your immune system does not quite take to the, um, inoculation as well as they had hoped. Um, in this case, even if you do get measles after you're vaccinated, your symptoms are usually shorter and lighter than somebody who has measles and was not vaccinated prior. Um, <clears throat> So I'm going to take another short break and we will hear a message from NHEG.
1: Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights Show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there check out our online store at new-heights-educational-group.myshopify.com.
2: Welcome back to the show. So <clears throat> that more or less concludes our Discussion on measles. I have not covered everything regarding this disease in this show. It's kind of hard to do um, in a 30 minute show. So I encourage you to check out a couple of links, which I will um, drop into the show notes. Again, um, I'm not a doctor. I'm just doing this to be informative. If you do think you have measles, please uh, contact your doctor and they will arrange for you to be tested. And they will, you know, share with you some preventative measures. Um, And again, always check with your doctor with any of these things that I talk about just to be on the safe side. Um, And the links I reference in this show are both from the CDC and Mayo Clinic. And again, I'll have those in the show notes for you to explore more on this topic. So um, I'd like to remind you that this show is on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have any questions for me, please give me um, shoot me an email. Again, it's Erica, H, Erica with a K, at... Um, NewHeightsEducation.org. also i do have zoom up this is a live show if you'd like to talk to me our zoom id number is 465-172-882 i hope everyone has a great week um hang out until after the credits because we do have some uh, november announcements for nheg um of things that are going on this month that you might be interested in. Um, Otherwise, I will see you next week.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. announcements for the month of November 2020. A very special thank you to ex tutor Peter and his wife Natalia Gordon for donating $2,000 in September. A goodbye and best wishes to host Buffy Williams. We wish you all the best. Thank you to Silicon Valley High School for their continued support of our radio show and of our programs. Happy birthday to the following people, John Atkins on November 3rd, Margaret Spengler on November 21st, Brian Weiner on November 26th. We wish you all a great month.
1: New on Curiosity Street. Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare.
0: You will never work in this! Out
1: again. It's Titans, The Rise of Hollywood, and Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.